the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. It's Thursday morning, which can only mean it's time for another edition of the London Free Press Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Lindsay Barnett, and joining me today, London Free Press reporter, Jonathan Juha. Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Not too bad on yourself. I'm doing well, thank you. Um, We have to talk about this story that you wrote about rent in the city, and I just am a little baffled by what I was reading. And I know I'm not the only one because the comments were going crazy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I'm a homeowner, so I don't know if I was maybe a little bit naive reading this. It's been a while since I've rented a property in the city, but prices yeah. are just astronomical. So let's start off right away. What's the average one bedroom apartment in London going for today? So what we're looking at, and, and, and this is information based off of this website that's called rentals.ca, which they, um, you know, they promote some of the apartments that are going out for rent, but they also keep track of, of, of the data and, and what the figures are. So according to their information uh, and their monthly report, the, the price for a one bedroom apartment at right now, the average is about 1200 bucks, like $1,239 to be exact for just a one bedroom apartment. Um, if you're looking for a two bedroom, which is actually, it's the apartment that most families actually um, lean towards, like it's the most popular sort of like type of apartment that there is in the city kind of thing. It's about 1600 for a two bedroom apartment. Um, These are prices that have been going up for for the last few years, four or five years. Uh, You know, the city has been growing a lot in terms of population um, and there are a lot of projects, but you know they cannot be done one day to the other. So there, there are a lot of pressures that are pushing these prices up. And that's sort of like the reality that renters are facing right now when they are trying to enter into the market and move from in, into a new apartment. The crazy thing to me was, and you wrote it, this was the first time in months, the month of May, that we saw an increase across Canada. Now we're starting yes. to see a light at the end of the tunnel with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic, more people getting vaccinated more restrictions being lifted, life kind of getting back to normal. Now here in the city, Western University and Fanshawe College have already said that they are preparing to welcome students from all over back onto campus as long as they've had a single vaccination come September. What is the students coming back going to do to the rental market here? Well, the assumption is that it's obviously going to put added pressure to a market that is already very tight. Like London for the last few years has had a vacancy rate very low, like around 2%. Now, after the data was collected um, in October of last year, it obviously that um, encompassed a little bit of what we were seeing because of the pandemic. So the vacancy rate jumped to 3.4% from the 1.8 where we were. So obviously, as you know, uh, immigration slowed down because of the pandemic. Uh, International students were not coming here. Even students from other parts of the province uh, decided because their classes were online to simply stay put and take their classes that way. So the vacancy rate went up across the city and actually that that increase was more dramatic around Western University. So it reached 5.9% um, at that point in time last year. So obviously a lot of uh, units that were targeted for students uh, 
going to post-secondary education were not filled. Um, but the assumption is that now that the restrictions are being lifted and, and in-person classes will resume, they'll simply bring more people to the market and will bring down once again that vacancy rate. We can only mean that, you know, more people looking for, for apartments, fewer apartments available. Um, the competition is, is, is harder and, and it just pushes prices up. So the expectation is that it will continue to go up. By how much? We don't really know. I guess there could be a point, you know, breaking point where, where they just stabilize right now. But the assumption is that they will just continue to creep up as they have been for the last few years. Now, I have a friend who was living in London. She moved to Ottawa. She just got an apartment in Toronto. She had a heck of a time securing an apartment because people were putting in offers, as you would, to purchase a home, but to Mm -hmm. rent. And so all of a sudden, landlords had a plethora of options going with the highest bidder. Is that something we anticipate seeing here? Because that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And it made me shake my head. (sighs) Well, I don't know if, if we'll get to that point. Uh, it's not something that I have personally heard as part of my reporting that it's happening here just yet. Um, the one thing that is good for London is that, you know, construction has been very strong over the last few years. Uh, there are a lot of apartment buildings that are under construction right now, and that could potentially bring some relief to this pressure that we're seeing. Um, but again, it's not like they can be ready from one day to the other. Um, also, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, apartments are, you know, in the high end of, of the market, and um, it's not like they are affordable to, to to everyone. Some of those two unit apartments are even more expensive than the sixteen hundred dollar average that we're seeing, right? But the idea is, or the logic goes, that people will be able to, you know, as those apartments, perhaps those units fill up, maybe they'll just be leaving some available in the cheaper end of the market, and then allowing people with different incomes to perhaps take advantage of those of the units but we haven't gotten to the point at least i haven't heard that we got into that point where you know competing offers for, for rent uh I, I guess it will be a matter of waiting and see in the next few comes whether that situation also arrives here now the average home price last time we chatted it was about how hot the real estate market was for people looking to purchase homes in the city of london in May, average cost of a home, $636,000. And I, I know for a fact, I have a few friends who work in real estate. A lot of people were coming here from other regions, moving from more expensive areas, Toronto, Kitchener, Waterloo area, because our housing was more affordable here in the city. Now that created a problem for Londoners who were looking yep. to move, get into the market. Are we anticipating the same thing? Like students throws a whole other curveball into the situation, but Londoners who live here right now, do you expect that renting a property come, I don't know, September or October is going to be an issue? Are people smarter to get in now, so to speak? Well, I, I think the, the uh, we have heard, like, there's no strong, like, or, or a data point to really know how many people perhaps um, have come to London and to join the, the, the rental market. But Anecdotally speaking, we have heard, yes, of, of perhaps a few people because of the pandemic at the same time, you know, they, they don't have to go to the office uh, uh, every single day. They don't have to do that commute anymore. They can work in the same way that it happened for the housing market. They can find other places where they can leave more space. And in comparison, like even though the prices have risen so much here in London, when it comes to space, units are still larger here in London 
than they are for the same price in a place like Toronto, right? So we have heard anecdotally that there are perhaps a few people from the GTA who have also made the transition even into the rental market, which they can find a little bit more affordable and get more space compared to the GTA. The idea of whether to rent now or later on, it's just based on that assumption that, you know, prices are going to continue to go up and, and obviously there will be more competition as students come back. Obviously, students are a big, big part of that rental market here in London and, and they make a good portion, uh, especially, you know, or obviously from the September to, to April period or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think it would be, my opinion would be smart to get into the market as soon as possible because if, if the projections happen to be true, then you're gonna be in, ending up paying a little bit more and make perhaps, if, making it even harder for you to find a unit that fits what you need kind of thing. The phrase location, location, location is synonymous with real estate, whether we're talking about rental properties or purchasing a property. With regards to where people are looking in the city, could rent fluctuate or is it basically just around the $1,200 mark for a one bedroom, regardless of where you're looking in the city? No, no, there, there are different prices, obviously, in, in certain neighborhoods are, 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 more, are more expensive that, than others. Um, it all goes by, you know, by the amenities that the units are offering. But in general, the reality is that anywhere where you're looking in the city right now, prices have gone up. Like even in the place where I live, um, the same unit, I've been in this unit for, for a few years now, seven years, the same unit, it's going for about $300, $350 more than what I pay right now because I'm still under like what's rent control, right? Um, new units, when they hit the market, they get renovated and perhaps landers seeing the demand had the possibility of, of rising the, the, the rents to match sort of like what the demand allows. So that's sort of a little bit of the problem that we're seeing now. When you talk about the, the housing market as well, with the prices as high as they are, there are people who are renting now who are not being able to make that jump into home ownership. They have to stay longer in their units which obviously uh, affects that unit does not become available for someone else. So it's also keeping the market very, very, very tight. Like I would imagine, I've talked to a few people and, and people who you know are under these um, rent control units. They do not want to leave their units only, unless they really have to because they're taking advantage compared to what the market is right now and what the asking prices are right now. They are getting a good, a, a good deal. Now, with regards to landlords, has there been any discussion, like when I was renting, minimum was a one-year lease, and then it, you could opt for month to month. Um, you could opt if you wanted to secure and have rent control um, for a longer stay if you knew you were going to be somewhere for two, three years, so on and so forth. Is there any indication, because I know there was a lot of apprehension with regards to students coming to the city, waiting to see what was going on with the pandemic and the school year, is it still minimum one year lease or is there been some flexibility there? No, that still remains, that still remains uh, sort of like the standard. Even, even when I, I wrote a story a few months ago about the vacancy rate again, um, early in the spring in, in apartment units uh, targeting students, the reality is that even if, if students didn't know then whether there was going to be you know, school in September or not, many of them were still signing the leases because the fear was that if I don't sign now, which is usually September time, it's sort of like when they start, like, I mean, springtime is when they start looking at the units that they're going to be using for the school year. If I don't, if I don't get an agreement now, then maybe I won't get the apartment that I really want or the location that I want close to school or whatever. So like, 
the flexi like I mean it's 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 a landlord's market. They have the upper hand at this point. So uh, I don't think any landlords are having that much of a hard time finding people to, to rent the units. Again, like they're not lasting very long. I've, I've spoken to a few uh, landlords uh, companies here in London. They say, you know, just let, like in the housing market, they get multiple people interested in units. They're going uh, very quickly. Uh, and the pandemic hasn't really had that big of an impact in the London market. Like, uh, as you said, in the rest of Canada, because of the pandemic, prices were trending down. In London, they stayed stable. They went went up a little bit, um, but it's just an indication still of, of the high demand for housing that is here in London, which is not, as you said, not only on, on the properties uh, ownership side, but it's also on the rental housing side. And, and it's it, the prices right now, the reality is, is that they are pricing out a lot of Londoners, a lot of people, perhaps single families, um, like, you know, single moms and things like that, or people, don't have only have one income uh it's it's getting harder and harder to to find a place uh, to live well i think that's the fear i think we've all been hearing about this looming market crash with regards to real estate and it's still going the opposite way so much so it's even affecting renters thank you so much for your time this is just like i said i'm still i'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the numbers that we are talking about it's insane to me um, but your article was fantastic. It's still over at the lfpress.com in the pages of the London Free Press. So if you've missed Jonathan's story, please go check it out. I'm positive you'll have something to say in the comments. I know a lot of Londoners have already. It's wild. Thank you so much for your time today, Jonathan. I really appreciate it. No, I'm glad to be here. We will be back again next week with another edition of the London Free Press podcast. If you want to catch up on anything you have missed, there's always tons going on in the city. We are streaming on all of the major platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, over on YouTube, and of course at lfpress.com. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay well.